We're all friends with Edwin's grandson. Really? You know Edwin's grandson? Lucas Miller is his Does name. Lu- his grandson Lucas Miller talk like that? <laughs> is it genetic? Hi, my name's Lucas Miller. Good to meet you, folks. <laughs> you may not know this, but my grandfather was the voice of the Mad Hatter, don't you know? He was also in Mary Poppins. He loved to laugh. Right. Wait, hold on. It's, uh, we're, you're Lucas Miller. We're in high school, and we're trying to get someone to buy beer for us. All right, here comes a lady. Okay. Excuse me, lady. (laughs) Could you do us a favor? Could you do us a solid? When you're going into the 7-Eleven, can we give you some money and buy us a sit? Lady, where you going, lady? (laughs) Fuck you, bitch. (laughs) We got a shorter show this time. I don't even know how much we'll have to say about this. We had a nice little 25 minutes or so about Ed Sullivan, but I feel like this show, the Ed Wynn show, probably mm. have less to say about it, because what the fuck is that? Yeah, can't say I, I know Ed Wynn. Never heard of him. Yeah, so this particular one is from January 14th, 1950, but technically we're still, this is my 40s thing, because this show ran from, oh, actually, hold on, I got the info. It ran from 1949 to 1950. It wasn't oh, very long. Not long. Well, and if it's January 1950, we can... Definitely call it 49, the 40s. Close enough. And yeah, just I was amazed that I found any episodes of this show. It's actually, this one's on YouTube, and someone has said like that they've restored it, but it actually looks a little weird. I don't don't know. It doesn't quite look natural the way, whatever they did to try to make it upgraded, it looks weird, but whatever. We basically got it. But just a sec, I got uh, some info about this. So basically, part of this idea was just to, you know, try to clear up my own ideas about pop culture and stuff. Like I was saying last time, I wasn't really even sure what the Ed Sullivan show was, so it was neat just to watch one, just to know. So this guy, Ed Wynn, the only reason I know about this guy is there's a comedian named Ralph Garman in uh, LA who does a lot of impersonations. And one of his impersonations that he does is this guy, Ed Wynn, who when you hear him talk, you'll see he's got a super distinctive way that he talks. And for whatever reason, this guy, Ralph Garman, just always remembered this dude, Ed Wynn. And for some reason, he always, when he does his impersonations, he always does Ed Wynn as the Riddler messing with the Batman. So I thought this was the guy who played the Riddler in the Batman show, but it's not. That's Frank Gorshin. So already I'm clearing stuff up. It's like, okay, so this guy, Ralph Garman, just does the Ed Wynn voice as the Riddler for no fucking reason. He just thinks it's funny. <laughs> so this is where it's all just confusing. But that's the only reason I know about this guy is because this other comedian remembered Ed Wynn from his childhood and just thinks it's a funny voice. So when I was looking at the list of shows from the 40s, I'm like, Ed Wynn show, all right, well, whatever. Let's just see what it is. Yeah, let's just see what it is then. And yeah, and I found this one episode on YouTube. And this is how I I realized right away, this is not the guy from Batman because uh, this dude died in 1966. So he's got only another 15, 16 years to go from here. And he died at age 79. So he's already really old in this show. Uh, but this ties in a bit to, yeah, some of that Ed Sullivan shit about uh, vaudeville and stuff. This guy extra reaches back into vaudeville because he's a little bit older. So he was a former vaudevillian. He had this show, basically the same, as far as I understand, I haven't watched this yet, but same idea as Ed Sullivan. But uh, it is kind of interesting because like a lot of people had their first appearances on this weird show that nobody remembers. This was the first commercial television appearance of Groucho Marx. Uh, Buddy Ebsen, who is, of course, uh, the dad from 
Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. The Three Stooges, Carmen Miranda, Buster Keaton, Lucille Ball, and Desi Arnaz. Really? All debuted on okay. on the Ed Wynn show. Edwin. However, this particular episode of Ed Wynn, just like with Ed Sullivan, who the fuck knows? I have no <laughs> idea what we're about to watch. I have no idea what we're going to see. But it's only half an hour. So that's okay. nice. At least it's not the whole hour of uh, Lincoln Mercury down cars and shit. All right, so yeah, let's just watch this fucking show and then we'll come back in after. Camel Cigarettes present the Ed Wynn Show. I just, I just want to give you an idea, but it's really, it's very, very interesting. Look at this here. <laughs> Don't you think gives you an idea how I look like between Toledo and Wilmington, Delaware, you know? <laughs> it's just an idea. Thank you so much. Very kind. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, you see, I'm going to show you some camel advertising. But before that, I would like to get ready for my cooking school. <laughs> see, my wife is <laughs> Next week at the same time, Camel Cigarettes will present another Ed Wynn show from Hollywood. Ed's guest will be glamorous movie star Gloria De Haven. Bob Lamont speaking. CBS Columbia Broadcasting was CBS the same as Ed Sullivan? Was he on CBS? Or in BC? BC. No, I don't remember. Well. So there's the Ed Wynn show, mere weeks from cancellation. <laughs> so, so I mean, I mean, it was pretty bad, but I think I the liked it. The best thing in it was the ads. Yeah. The, the most, you know. I mean, I think I liked it better than Ed Sullivan. It's not as good as Ed Sullivan, but it's uh, funnier. Like, less singing. Only one song. It's only half an hour. The rest of it was sketches. And, like, they weren't funny, but, you know. <laughs> so. Well, they were groaners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so right off the bat, it's the same idea of you've got one advertiser, except instead of a neutral ad like a car... This time it's Camel Cigarettes, which obviously in 1950 did not have the same, uh, you know... Stigma. Yeah, because nowadays it's like, geez, this, that's terrible. Like, it's terrible that they're just advertising this thing. But at the same time, the ads are like little cartoons and funny things happening. But I still thought, like, all right, so this is cigarettes. This is going to be for more uh, an adult, grown-up audience. And right away, it's just super goofy nonsense jokes about, like, you can... Kids can do, I cannot do the Edwin voice. It's such a weird voice, but, you know, you can watch TV and do your studying at the same time. And it's just a book with a face hole cut in it. It's like, that's for like a tiny child, that joke. <laughs> However, again, you have to put it in its time frame. How many people would have had televisions? Right. Probably not that many. So yeah, the production was terrible. The voices were <laughs> terrible. Uh, they didn't have microphones close enough. They, the whole lot of the, the dialogue you couldn't hear. Yeah, the production was definitely way less than Ed Sullivan. And Ed Sullivan is more of a, he was like the host of the show. Ed Wynn is the, the fucking, performer. The star of He's, every fucking yeah. second of the show. <laughs> you can never, yeah, well, even like that detective sketch. It's like, Ed Wynn playing detective Ed Wynn. <laughs> it's like, all right, I get it. His name's Ed Wynn. But yeah, it's, and like the jokes were like, like the idea they know what a joke is they're just not nailing it like it's that that naked gun style joke of like separate the eggs so he puts the eggs apart from each other and it's like oh i hate to separate them they've been together so long or powdered sugar and he just gets out a powdering thing for powdering your nose and powders the sugar and it also had that dramatic way of speaking that would have been um on a stage 
where you would you would enunciate things certain ways and over almost overact because you're playing to a live audience. Yeah. And I guess in the early days of TV, that's what it was. Uh, it was a new genre, so people behaved like they would have if they were on a stage. And the skits and everything were like stage. Yeah, it definitely had that sort of improv feel of they're just kind of making up shit and it's kind of loose. But I was thinking, like, if this was vaudeville, there better be, like, some can-can girls coming up because this shit is not entertaining. <laughs> you know, I'd be very disappointed if I was in a nightclub or something and these were the jokes. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe he cleaned it up for TV and it lost all its humor? I don't know. I'm not sure what happened. So we didn't get any big-name celebrities. We got a reference to, what was his kid's name? Keenan. Yeah, so Keenan Wynn apparently uh, is indeed his kid. And uh, and our big actor was Howard Duff. Is that his name? Yeah. So he later became a TV actor. But at this point, he's the radio voice of Sam Spade. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of jokes about, like, radio actors trying to make it on TV that were you know, a little bit funny. The keenest thing, the, the, the most prepared thing was the camel ads though yeah except except when keenan was or not keenan when ed was doing his little thing about the cigarettes that was not prepared at all but the actual ads themselves were prepared now the thing that is unusual about it though cigarettes are such a health issue now but they finish off by saying they send a million and however many cigarette gift packages to veterans hospitals on various places throughout the united states and here are obviously people in hospital veterans hospital and they're getting cigarettes yeah here you go let's uh hey you got problems well they're about to get worse (laughs) or or better because now you can smoke a camel yeah well and at the start too uh the thing about like these cigarettes camel cigarettes are proven to that have no throat irritation the 30-day test you can take the 30-day test (laughs) you've got the little calendar you can click it all off and and see that they're right it's so creepy because yeah like i've been living with my cousin dan lately who's been a lifelong smoker and like yeah he's hit that point now that he's in his mid-40s that it's just i can tell when he's asleep because he's not coughing as soon as he wakes up it's just coughing from the next room and it's like i wish this guy would stop coughing all the time you know selfishly but well, it's I also maybe you better go get some camels yeah I was gonna say, but it's also sad because it's like yeah it's finally catching up like you can smoke for 30 years and you'll be more or less okay but eventually this shit's going to get you. Yeah. And it's so creepy because, yeah, back in these days, they they clearly had no fucking sense of that at all. Like, there was this joke in The Simpsons, and it was uh, their joke was, this really helps soothe your Q-zone. And I thought that was just like a funny non sequitur that The Simpsons was making. But in this one, it's the T-zone, the taste zone. And I'm like, holy shit, that was a real thing. Like, that Simpsons joke isn't even a joke. It's just really what cigarette ads were. <laughs> it's like, that's well, fucked up. You can smoke for 30 days. You just can't smoke for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> can you, though? Can you smoke for 30 days? Like, yeah. Man, cigarettes were so creepy. Of the modern era, one of the creepiest businesses because it was just so mainstream and so accepted and but so again, murderous. But again, like the Ed Sullivan show, which had the car ads incorporated right into the show itself, they were not separate. This show also two years later or a year and a half later, is doing the same thing. Those advertisements were incorporated right into the show and made part of the skit. Whereas today, uh, ads are completely separate. The show ends, the commercial comes on. 
the commercial end, the show comes on. It's interesting, though, because, yeah, this show only ran for a year that Camel Cigarettes was clearly like, (laughs) yeah, Camel was like, sorry, Ed, not good enough. Like, we can sell more cigarettes with virtually anyone else. (laughs) So you're out of here. The one of all of the dopey jokes and little sketches, and there was only one song, so I appreciated that because this was only a half-hour show. The one bit that I legitimately thought was funny is they're doing this murder mystery sketch and they're reading off the will and at every stage of the will ed just shoots the guy so they have to go to the next person in the will so he'll eventually get the money again not like not a very nuanced joke but but at least that one made me laugh except they had to repeat the same thing over in the will so and so will get 17 million dollars however if so and so has died then it will go to so and so if so and so dies so and so will get the 17 million dollars if that person dies it will go they had to say that over and over and at least five times yeah i think i said it's like overkill i think i said this last time but they had a joke about that too with uh crusty the clown show where he's got to cut it down it's like if the show's too long, so he's like, all right, I guess I could cut the hobo parade down to a lean 15 minutes. <laughs> like, that is, like, like everything it takes way longer than it needs to, because there's, of this half-hour show, there's really only 10 minutes of content. <laughs> it's like, let's just stretch it out, put in some camel ads, and here we go. Throw a song in there, we're good to go. But you can definitely tell it was live action. Yeah. There was kind of snickering and laughing going on. and yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least, though, with... Uh, with Howard Duff, he was, when he cracked up, it was like he was trying not to. He was trying to be professional. Like, here's my chance to be on TV. I'm the radio guy. Ed Wynn was laughing at his own jokes every three <laughs> seconds and looking straight at the camera. And just like, he just thought, like, that's the sense I get of him for sure is just uh, similarly to those comedians on the Ed Sullivan show. If you're confident, you don't really need to be funny. People will just laugh. They're just like, ah, oh, well, he seems to think he's funny. So I guess, I guess he's funny. But you made the little comment about the uh, the guests, uh, Marx Brothers. Oh, yeah, This yeah. was very much like the Marx Brothers acting. Yeah, yeah, like that's a good way to describe like Edwin. overkill. Yeah. And, if, and if, in your face. And <laughs> yeah, if you take the Groucho Marx mannerisms and style of joke, but take away the cleverness and the funniness, then you get Edwin. <laughs> yeah, so... But there we go. One more show in the 1940s down. There's not going to be that many from the 40s. I think I got maybe three more shows in mind. And then we'll move on to the 50s and that'll be... That'll be yeah, it'll re- open right up in the 1950s yeah. because more people were getting TV. Yeah, it'll be real TV, not this. Especially <laughs> this. This might be... Again, because it's just weird that I know who this guy is. This is, I think, below the level of what we'll normally be watching. This is under the radar, you know? Like, this is the TV show that wasn't even popular at the time, so nobody remembers it. Now, what might be kind of interesting is see if you can get a news broadcast or something from the 1940s. Yeah, I'll make a note. Why not? Just to see See what what it was like. like. Was it like, uh, you know, when you went to the movies and they had Metronome or whatever and the news was at the beginning of the the show? the newsreel. Uh, Is that what they did with TV in the early days when... Yeah, couldn't hurt just to get a sense of that. Just to kind of see, was it a continuation of that, the movie-style broadcasting of news? or And did they have ads that were incorporated into the news? And yeah, now we'll see how long I retain any of this stuff. But again, just trying to to put the ducks in a row in my brain of like, all right, so now I know who Ed Wynn is (laughs) instead of just his name. And now I know about Howard Duff. And now I know about 
Keenan Wynn? Keenan Wynn. Keenan. I'm not going to remember that one. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but I think I'll remember Howard Duff a little bit. So there we go. I've added to my pantheon of old-timey celebrities. Oh, I was going to say, I guess, about the smoking thing. Because most of my knowledge of this era comes from Ayn Rand novels and Ayn Rand biographies and stuff, you know, because this is just the era she was famous in. And yeah, I remember her with smoking. Like, she was all, her whole thing was she was like Spock, you know, like that's why people didn't like her, because she was like so rationally minded and like, let's, here's how things should work and forget about your feelings. Here's the, here's the way, blah, blah, blah. But like, they did such a good job of making everyone think cigarettes were safe that even this robot woman thought it was safe to smoke cigarettes. And then when people started telling her, man, you, you can't do this. This is bad for you. She didn't believe them until she saw an actual x-ray of her own lungs with cancer parts starting. And then she quit smoking that day and just went cold turkey and never smoked again. But like, that's how pervasive it was that if you're just in society every day and everyone, including Ed Wynn, is telling you that cigarettes are great for your T-zone, even like Spock robots like Ayn Rand thought it was okay to smoke. That's just crazy that, uh, you know, the power of... Commercialism. Yeah, it's nuts. Just fucking glad I never started smoking. What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's that one, Dan. Now, here's one of our favorite Duff beer commercials from the early 1950s. Only Duff fills your Q zone with pure beer goodness. So drink up, and up, and up! Duff Beer, proud sponsors of Amos and Andy. <laughs> We're proud of all of our Duff commercials, but here's a very special one from 1950.